Impeach. Impeached. Inside of a peach. <laughs> yeah, there's a pit. There's a pit, but also I read a story once about people that are inside of there. They go, they're inside the peach. The giant peach. Wow. Someone named James and then some other people, and they get inside the peach. Hmm. Okay. All right, well, are you going to do some kind of intro to, uh, you said you wanted to do an intro first. Yeah, I wanted to say that uh, finally after all of our listeners calling their Congress people and urging that we be included on Apple's podcast app, it's finally happened. So everyone, if you could take the time, if you're listening, to go to Apple's podcast app and subscribe to Finkelstein and Finkelstein. It's Finkelstein ampersand Finkelstein. And if you could rate us and and um, write a review and share it with your friends and tell everyone to subscribe to the Apple Podcast app, uh, that would be very helpful. Do you know how to do that, Dad? Do you know how to subscribe? I, to the I, I don't, but I figure I could learn. I mean, I know what ampersand means. You know what ampersand means? That's a good first step. Yeah. Do you know that uh, you have an iPhone, right? I do, and I even know how to spell Finkelstein. You know how to spell Finkelstein? You have an iPhone. Do people, have you ever looked at the podcast app? Do people ask you if it's Finkelstein or Finkelstein? People always ask me that. Yeah, what do you tell them? I say it doesn't matter, actually. I'm like, either way, because I think probably our ancestors would have said Finkelstein. <laughs> and so it's just been like three generations of Finkelstein, so I don't feel very like faithful to that pronunciation my mother always said it depended on how much money you earn if you were considered wealthy you would be a finkelstein a finkelstein but we were always finkelsteins is that right yep why is that because if you're wealthy you're more you're like more german or something it's refined i don't know finkelstein has has more uh it sounds more refined for some reason. All right. Well, let's go with that then. Finkelstein. <laughs> okay. Well, how about we go Finkelstein and Finkelstein? Okay. And then so you would be Finkelstein. That'll just... And I'll be Finkelstein because I'm more refined than you. That'll be good. All right. Let's start by talking about what your opinion is as of now from what you've read or heard or watched on TV about the Mueller report. About the, about the uh, Mueller report? Yeah, like the findings in the report or the substance of it. Okay. Is there uh, anything in there you find to be alarming? Or do you think, yeah, I find, you think I find, the president I find, has been totally exonerated? I find a lot alarming, but it has nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with how this whole damn thing started, and I think there was an attempt at a coup. First, before he was elected, uh, there, was, there was a conspiracy to get the election to Hillary. And then, when the impossible happened and Trump was president, there was uh, a conspiracy to have an absolute coup, which is what was the instigation behind the Mueller report. And that's do you want me... Do you want me, you want me to go into that argument and explain it, or you just uh, will take it at face value? Well, I think we've heard this argument before. 
I'm curious if the publishing of the report, since it's come out, is there anything in there that you find new or that's changed your mind or that you find I was shocked that, I was shocked, that you didn't know before? I was shocked that he didn't go in that direction. And I'd like to know when he reached the conclusion that there was no, um, there was no connection between Trump and Russia, um, which was what the whole thing was about. And when he reached that conclusion, why he didn't publicize that fact. Right. Well, what, would you like for him to have published it sooner? The, no, not the whole report. He could have, he could have spent as much time as he wanted to going into the, 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 the second volume of it, if you want. Um, but in terms of collusion, I would have liked to, for him to announce his findings at that point in time, that there was no collusion. I mean, that's his findings. But you don't think that it took those indictments and having testimony of the people who have already I, pled guilty to crime I think he knew to, in order to sort of understand what the nature of that communication was and I think, get everything on the record I think, before he made that determination I think he knew that he made that determination long ago I would say I would say months months ago and that could have been released What do you think about the findings or the the uh, anecdotes about Donald Trump's attempts to obstruct justice, or the I, times I, where, I, I, according to Mueller, I take exception. He laid out these, huh? I take exception to your categorization that it's attempts to obstruct justice. I don't agree with that at all. I think Donald Trump felt like number one, he was innocent. Number two, he was being framed, and he was pissed. He was furious that these right. these unelected people were trying to take him down, take down his. His uh, election, I mean, that, that's just outrageous. And so a lot of the things he said, you know, were just that, things he said because he was pissed, and rightly so. But there were, there were instances where, like, he asked uh, uh, Don McGahn to fire Mueller, and Don McGahn refused, or he said that, that he would resign if that it's, was It's irrelevant. Him. That's irrelevant. It's, Mueller wasn't dismissed. So that's an irrelevant no, fact. What, what I'm saying is, is in the report, there's instances where it seems like the only thing between Trump and obstruction of justice was one of his, someone from his staff standing in his way. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He didn't fire Mueller, Mueller, however you want to say that. He didn't fire him. So the fact that maybe he wanted to, maybe he was asking people, how do we go about it? Maybe he was asking people to help him do it. Doesn't matter. It didn't happen. Right. I mean, it didn't happen. So like in a court of law or in, you know. In reality, in, in life, the, in, in life, in life, huh? in life, it doesn't matter. But it is, you don't find it at all troubling that it was like, if McGahn had felt differently or if McGahn had actually resigned when Trump called him and told him to fire, fire Mueller, that the, this whole thing would have gone down differently. We don't know that that would have happened. We don't know if Trump would have said, you know what, never mind. I mean, you just don't know. You know, I was just hot-headed and thinking out loud, and I was pissed, and yeah, forget it. Right. But, okay, and, and in, in terms of just the way that Trump operates, the things that, that are included in the report... As far as just, you know, palace intrigue about how business is conducted or the way he conducts himself, 
behind closed doors. There's nothing about any of that that you find to be troubling no, or insightful or no more so up. no more so than uh, if you had a microphone behind um closed doors in the white house when obama was there or clinton um or anybody i mean you know these people and by these people i mean people who who make that jump to become powerful most person in the world have tremendous egos and Trump probably has a bigger one than most, but but they, these guys are politicians. These are you know, you know they'll tell you anything you want to hear, but they have big big egos. What about just the idea that? And at first they lied about it, right? But the idea that at least Don Jr. and other people that were part of the campaign were actively trying to get information from the Russians, and then. When they got that information, they didn't report it to the FBI, and they used it for their campaign. There's nothing about that that you find to be I find it, troubling. I find I mean, it more troubling that the FBI didn't come to Trump and say, "Hey, um, we've got uh, you know we've got somebody we believe in your regime who's uh, maybe an agent for the for the Russians, um, and you know we're we're listening to him and we're listening to that. We're we're sort yeah. of spying on your you know." Um, your your people, I think they should have. They owed him yeah. a duty to come to him. I mean, as as an American, right? Like, assuming you had the chance to work on a presidential campaign, if you were made available, the documents that were made available to the Trump campaign from a foreign, I think it's fair to say, adversarial power, you wouldn't. Your first instinct wouldn't be like, "Holy shit, I should probably call the FBI or or you know, like." somehow ring the alarm bells that there's been a security breach. But is there something every, about think, that that's unsettling? I think it's unsettling the way our politics, the way any politics works, okay? And yeah, they try to find dirt on each other. That's just the nature of the business of politics. Um, they try to find dirt any way they can. I mean, that's what they do. Look, what, Hillary paid for that whole steel report. I mean, she bought that. And and that whole thing was used. Yeah. That whole thing was used to get uh, wiretaps. I mean, come on. The, the, there was an investigation going on that that happened before the Steele dossier was well, in the we, works. We don't know. We don't know yet when that investigation started, um, and how much of. I mean, look, the Steele dossier. They all testified was the biggest part of them getting the FISA warrant. They wouldn't have got a FISA warrant if, if not for the Steele report, which they knew was bullcrap, and they lied to the court. In essence, they didn't reveal to yeah, the court I mean, the look, source of that. You're not going to have a. You're not going to find an argument with me about how scary it is that there's secret judges in secret courts issuing warrants in the name of. Uh, national security. I think it's troubling, not just in this case, but in lots of cases, that those FISA courts are issuing warrants and people, American citizens are being surveilled without knowing about it uh, in the name of, of some national security fight. I, I think it's all a little bit troubling, you know? It's very troubling, and, and, and it's the way it was set up, but um, somebody's got to make those decisions, some court. Um, you know, does it need to be secret? I don't know. I don't know why, but I guess to some Well, I think degree, it was because it was all done in the in the wake of uh, the Patriot Act, you know? I, I understand. About. I understand, and, and rightly so. I mean, you can understand that. 
But the point is, when you got corrupt officials uh, in the FBI, you know, doing fabricating, you know, garbage to give to the court to get a warrant, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Yeah, but there's, I think that, like, there's, I think there's a partisan angle to this story where now, uh, or at least for the last couple years, like, the the Democrats have painted the FBI in this, like, holier-than-thou light, making uh, Mueller and uh, James Comey out to be these, like, larger-than-life, like, superheroes. Yeah, but, but they're not. But if you go back, they're, like, 20, 30, scum. 40 years... They're, they're yeah, scum. But, I, you can tell me I'm, that the... But what I'm saying is, you can, I know what you're the, saying. You're saying the Republicans years ago used to be all law and order and for the for the feds and all of that. The bottom line is, here you and had... They were equally, had and they were equally people. as corrupt and partisan. Here you had corrupt and partisan day. people. You know, What's Brenna that? Comey, these guys struck... They, these guys were so partisan, it's scary. Yeah, they, but if you look... What I'm saying is, is if you look back to, like... Nixon and Reagan and you look at like Cointelpro and all of these FBI operations to take down uh, civil rights organizations and civil rights leaders and political activism you'll see like a long uh, pretty morbid history of nefarious activity conducted by the FBI with political ends that for some reason Democrats have completely chosen to wipe clean from their memories. That's true. I'll agree with you on that. You know, and 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 so I guess what I'm saying is that it cuts both ways, right? It's like kind of an interesting development that suddenly Republicans are becoming the champions of criminal justice reform and looking uh, with skepticism at warrants and investigations conducted by the FBI. It seems like a little bit of a sea change for you guys. Yeah. So what? The bottom line is it's a corrupt, unfair situation that was horrific. We almost had a coup in this country. Do you realize how close we came to having the, the, the legitimate president overthrown, overthrown by, a handful of, by a handful of unelected people? How would they have overthrown him? They, they started this whole investigation going on, on the falsehood, okay? And they got this mm-hmm. to the point... Um, you know, Comey went out and leaked his his memo to, to the to the press so that there would be a special prosecutor. That was the whole goal to get a special prosecutor appointed that was gonna gonna you know take him out. So you're saying a coup being like throwing the election, like swaying the election. They tried at first to sway the election. When that failed, they had a fail safe. They were going to take him out of the, take him out as a president. They were going to have him impeached. They're still talking impeachment. You know that won't happen. Okay, that let's won't talk happen. About I mean, I know that's the topic, but given the fact that at so, this point in time you have a Republican Senate, you're never going to get uh, an impeachment of this man. Now, with Nixon, you had Republicans and Democrats who were calling for his resignation, and he would have been impeached, and he would have been found. You know, the, the Senate would have confirmed it, but he withdrew. Yeah, but, but not he, at first. He withdrew. Right? He withdrew. Not at first. I, I, I as read the facts it, I was came out today about the Nixon. Yeah, uh, I can tell you, I lived through it. At the beginning, when, I, before the before Congress uh, started having the impeachment hearings. It was like something like twenty percent favored 
removing Nixon from office at the very beginning Be of the proceedings. Because the facts and weren't took, known. Like, a couple years the facts, the facts weren't known, Russ. It was Woodward and Bernstein who uncovered the facts, not the, not Congress. It was investigative reporters who uncovered the facts, you know, with their sure, with their but, deep but throat. As, and they as, went out and got the facts. As I was saying, impeachment is a political proceeding. It's not, let's say, like a criminal court or a civil court. Uh, you have a judge who's appointed and a jury that's supposed to be neutral deciding on uh, specific cases uh, that are that are supposed to be absent of any sort of political like leaning. Correct. Right? Correct. But but impeachment is different, and the reason why impeachment is different is because the jury, as it were, are elected official congress people who are also at some point going to have to face a re-election yeah but they're supposed to be impartial you see they're supposed to put all of that political crap away and they're supposed to be doing what they haven't been doing for the last five years they're supposed to be putting the country first and and so if they do that um and you know you have a significant crime like with nixon um they were going to impeach him Right? Even though it was Republicans, they were going to impeach him. So he stepped down, knowing that. Right, but what I'm that, saying is... That didn't is happen like, with Clinton. That didn't happen with Clinton. With Clinton, he got impeached by the, by, the Republic, by the Republicans in the House, but the Senate wouldn't impeach him, wouldn't, wouldn't convict well, we're him. Well, we're going to get to Clinton, but let's stick for a second with but he, uh, but see, the current... He time. committed a crime, as did Nixon, Um Trump didn't. That's your opinion. Well, he certainly, he let's certainly stick for didn't collude. Let's stick for a second. He certainly didn't collude Trump. with the Russians, okay? Okay. Okay. But the but the beginning of the Clinton uh, investigation was about like some weird real estate deal he had in Arkansas and it ended up with him perjuring himself and what was the other charge obstructing justice yeah or yeah he perjured himself obstructed justice and and perjured himself under oath and and, and for that he was disbarred he lost his right. license but to practice what i'm saying is is like if the argument is that trump uh you know that the, the point of the investigation was supposed to be about whether or not there was collusion and then it strayed from that and and now wandered into lots of other potential areas of investigation and that not being fair. I think we got to remember how the Kenneth Starr report uh, started. What the original mandate was, was to look into Whitewater and some shady real estate deals in Arkansas and ended up with... Uh, that's one of the problems. Uh, that's one of the problems, one of the big problems with these independent um, councils because they, they have an unlimited budget and they spend a ton of money and a ton of time and they feel it's an open you know it's an open hunting season and they go after everything what do you make of the conversation happening in the democratic party about whether or not they should impeach trump purely politically speaking do you think that uh it would be politically damaging for democrats in 2020 to push for impeachment i think we can both agree that it's not likely they will convict him in the Senate, which still has a Republican majority. Uh, so the question is, would it be politically expedient for Democrats to push to impeach him in the House and then get the Senate, get the Senate on record? Or is it more intelligent politically for them to not impeach him and campaign for the 2020 election? 
the latter. I'll tell you why. Um, they're not going to convict him. So what's the point? What would the point be? Number one. Number two. Um, I guess it depends on what you mean by politically expedient. You see, the, the Democratic Party has moved so far to the left that Nancy Pelosi, who's the leader purportedly, uh, has got a major problem. She, I mean, she came out today with a statement saying she wouldn't rule it out. I mean, she impeachment. And the reason for that is because she knows she's got all these people on the left who would, you know, who would uh, challenge her for leadership so she's got to deal with it but she she reckons she's a politician she's been around for a million years she knows for uh political expedience this country is sick of this and wants it to all go away they want congress to get on with dealing with the country's issues you know we got we got issues at the border we got you know there's all kinds of problems that they're not they're not dealing with they're dealing with this so i think for political expedience, it would be best for the Democrats to put this aside and, and go after him in the election process. But, you know, I, I think that Nancy Pelosi will probably win out in that regard. But I don't know. You know, you got Elizabeth Warren, you got all, all of these people on the left um, screaming for his, you know, his head on a platter. I mean, I think, I think for the sake of... of uh looking at the political expediency or or whether it's shooting yourself in the foot to push push for an impeachment that ultimately you're not going to get through the senate let's look at what happened to bill clinton exactly okay? exactly same thing the, year, the republicans the, took a the beating was the, the republicans took a was, beating in the next election because they impeached him it was 1998 mm -hmm. right yep and uh, Kenneth Starr had been appointed a special counsel to look into the what they called the, the Whitewater uh, scandal, which involved these weird business deals that the Clintons were somehow a part of. And uh, they weren't somehow a part of. They were. They were <laughs> okay. They were. They were very well. They, they were they, very much involved. They were a part of. Very much involved. Yeah, but they were involved. But it very much became. Uh, a, it didn't become the center focus of the story, as history would show. Of course, right? of course not. But, but because bigger, bigger things happened. But the point is, it all happened before he was president in Alabama. I'm sorry, Arkansas. Sure, Arkansas. The governor. He was the governor of Arkansas. So look, Go ahead. Kenneth Starr, Kenneth Starr uh, published his report on September 11th of all days, 1998, right? Mm -hmm. A couple months later, the Democrats picked up five seats in the House. Uh, the Republicans uh, still maintain the majority, but Newt Gingrich, who was, then, who was then the Speaker, had famously promised that the Republicans would pick up as many as, as 30 seats because of all this heat on Clinton. And the idea was that the Republicans were going to take advantage of uh, the weakness of the Democratic Party in the midst of this scandal and investigation and pending uh, impeachment proceedings to take a bunch of seats in the House, and that didn't happen. Right, and Newt Gingrich, Newt Gingrich lost his, uh, his chairmanship. Well, he, he resigned. Yeah, he did. He gave up his seat, because that was a part of his promise. Right. So he ended up giving up his seat. Uh, what happened after that? Uh, in the presidential election, two years after that, Al Gore won the popular vote, but the 
Supreme Court stopped the recount in Florida and gave those electoral college seats to Bush. Uh, so I guess my point being, have like, another difference of opinion. It's not that the Supreme Court. Well, the, there was like sixty-two recounts. Come on, the Supreme Court stepped in and said, "Okay, enough is enough. This is going on. You know, election day is uh, <laughs> election day is fourth uh, of November, and this went on for like a week or two. Fair enough. My point is the. Whatever the back, whatever the backlash, I think Bill Clinton left office with like a sixty-something percent approval rating, and despite that, uh, it still didn't really translate. Like, if there was a measurable backlash to uh, the impeachment proceedings, it didn't seem to have much of an effect on the following presidential election. No, but it had an effect right? on the, it had effect on the next election, which was the midterms. In this case. The next election is the presidential one, not a midterm. So that's what Nancy Pelosi is concerned about, and rightly so. Okay, so can you? I just want to ask you a couple questions about uh, what you remember about the Clinton years and the impeachment. Okay. Given what we know now about how the impeachment proceedings went down, and uh, the, the, whatever like hap- whatever the political repercussions were. Uh, do you think that the Republicans giving their political support to the Starr investigation was a mistake? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why? I, I think it went on way or, or, too, It went on like this one did way too long. People get pissed. People don't want to keep hearing this on the news. People want, people want their elected officials to, to operate the government and not be feuding. This is, this is the same thing. This has gone on for two years. And now they're talking about carrying it into the, you know, into an impeachment. I mean, my God, that'll take another year or two. This Do you remember what the Republican arguments were in favor of pursuing impeachment? He committed a crime. He, per- yeah. he perjured himself uh, in, in, under oath, you know, in testimony. And, you know, that, like I said, it was enough for him to lose his license to practice law, but um, it wasn't enough to convict him for impeachment. Why they went ahead and did it? Because I think they felt they had so much because of the you know the whole thing with uh, you know with the sex and all of that was was uh, just getting all of, all the news. But I think the fact that he actually lied under oath was a significant crime. Right, but I guess. I mean, it's a crime, you, for the, and he did it. As, he did it when he was away, president of the United States. He went and lied under oath. That's that's pretty outrageous. I mean, you know, we all know politicians lie. You know, when they look at the camera, when he looked at the camera and he says, "I did not have sex with that woman," everybody knew he was lying, and it, and the truth came out. But he went and said it under oath. Yeah, I mean, one one thing that actually worked out well for Trump in this investigation was he wasn't forced to testify under oath in the investigation. Yeah, that's true. But Clinton didn't testify. Been, Clinton didn't testify in the Star Committee. Clinton, Clinton's testimony where he lied was in a deposition in a, in a lawsuit against him by, you know, um, the woman who he had sex with. Paul, Paula Jones. Paula Jones, correct. Um, do you think that uh, when the Republicans were pushing for the impeachment, they thought that they might end up getting the two-thirds majority in the Senate? 
did they find the the, the result to be surprising? I think so. I, I think so. I was surprised. I thought they really had him, um, and I thought that he should have been impeached because that's a felony. He, he committed a felony. So what does that tell you about? The it's a political. Of it's a. It's political. It's political, and a lot of people. But a lot of people felt well. It's about sex, you know. Anybody's going to lie about sex because they don't want to be embarrassed, and they don't want their. They're trying to protect his wife and family. I mean, you know, there's a lot of ways that people talked around it, and um, but in essence, he he committed perjury, and he knew better. He's a lawyer. He's a president. I mean, <laughs> for the sake of this exercise, let's then move to the next uh, next subject, which is the other president in your lifetime who's in, who was impeached or almost impeached. Nixon. Was about to be impeached. Nixon. Nixon. Nixon, Nixon got impeached, um, and he would have he been convicted. There's no question. And, I don't, and that didn't matter, Republicans or Democrats. Everybody was against him. When the, fact, when the real facts came out, and it came out because he had a tape. He had a tape system in the White House, which, um, you know, he he then tried to alter. There was a lot of stuff going on between the actual burglary that happened in the Watergate uh, and the cover-up. And you know, uh, history never did find out if he was actually complicit in the planning of the burglary, but he certainly was very complicit in the planning of the cover-up. Um, okay, well, let me ask you this. Regarding impeachment proceedings, mm -hmm. right? Regarding impeachment. Is impeachment purely a political process that should, that, whereby legislators should just do what is best for them politically, uh, for themselves and for their party? No. Or, no. No. or no. is there some higher calling, a duty that they have uh, to Congress and to the country to protect our institutions and to protect the Constitution. Absolutely, that the latter. Absolutely, their their job is to a much higher calling. Okay, they, they should put politics behind them. I mean, this doesn't. It's what it happened three or four times in our whole, you know, two hundred and fifty years or so. It, it just doesn't happen. Um, and so when it does happen, you know, it really must be taking seriously and in terms of preserving the country um and what's best right, but what's we best for the country the so and you have to put you have to put your political and your personal you said yeah, yeah, let me finish you have to put your political and your personal feelings and um what's best for you or your or your party aside and and do what's best for the country that's that's you know that's what it's about but you said earlier when we were talking about bill clinton that you thought, in retrospect, it was a mistake for the Republicans to pursue impeachment because politically it ended up biting them in the ass, and they didn't get the conviction anyway. Correct. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, I'm sitting here now looking back. Yeah, it was a terrible political mistake. I still think it was the right thing to do, and I still think he should have been convicted. But all of that aside, I you know what I think doesn't matter. He didn't get convicted. And it came back to bite him in the ass. Okay, so when it when it comes to Nixon, okay, yeah, did you think at the time that because you're old enough to have been around then, and I think you might have even voted for Richard Nixon at one point. I did. 
did you think, what did you think then, if you remember, about how you felt about the impeachment proceedings? Well, at first, the whole investigation and the, and the whole process with the, uh, with the prosecution and everything, I felt was, um, was political. I, I did. I felt it was political. But as more and more information came out, uh, credible information, I mean, it was very credible, uh, I, I believe he shouldn't be there. He should have been impeached. So do you think there's a possibility? Because a lot of that information, I mean, yeah, journalists broke stories and the investigation, the journalistic investigations helped move the public's perception of the story. Yeah. But there was also the hearings, which were televised, and lots of information about the, the, the scale of the operation that came out because of investigations that were facilitated by the impeachment. Yeah, a lot of information came out. And don't forget, Nixon, you know, like you're, you're saying, well, Trump wanted to fire Mueller. Um, he, he may have wanted to. He may have thought about it. He may have considered it. He may have asked people, you know, how do you go about it? Or what, what should I do? Or would you do this? Nixon actually did it. You know, there was a Black Friday where he, right, fi the, he fired everybody. What the Mueller reports... He fired... Nixon what the fired everybody. says is that he... He called Don McGahn and told Don McGahn to fire Robert I, I understand and that. Don McGahn said no I, twice. I understand that. I read that. The point is, Nixon went ahead and fired everybody from the special prosecutor on down. His name was Cox. But, um, you know, he was, he was scared for his life, political life, because yeah. he was guilty. You liked Richard Nixon. Do you still think he was a good president? I think he did a lot of good things. Um, yeah. You know, he, he opened up China, if you remember. I guess you don't, but if you remember your history, China was a very closed nation. Um, and, you know, it wasn't involved in the world at all. And he, he opened that, that whole thing up for trade and everything else. So what, what were the biggest factors uh, that helped change your mind about Nixon? And eventually, I'm assuming you thought that he should step down or be removed, right? Yeah, I felt, you know, this happened. This guy actually tried to cover up um, crimes that happened um, on the behalf of the, the committee to re-elect re the president. And the funny thing is, he didn't need to do this. He was up against a very weak candidate. He didn't need to do any of it. None of this needed to happen. There was no need for Watergate. He was, you know, it was, this was a shoo-in. He would have won this hands down. But being Nixon, he did it. Right. But I guess what you're saying is he participated in the cover-up of, of a crime. And you think that in the case of Donald Trump, there might have been attempts for him to obstruct, but because there's no underlying crime that he was trying to obstruct and therefore there's no there's no obstruction of justice there's no underlying crime and he did not obstruct he did not do anything to obstruct he, try, he tried oh, come he, on attempt if, if attempted so obstruction is attempted a crime, then no guess it's could, not that's not you either obstruct justice or you don't so if now the democrats who are talking about impeaching trump were to do so there would also be like further discovery and and more investigation where, that could where, potentially lead to... Where is further discovery? This guy did 
a bottomless investigation for two years with an unlimited pocketbook with God knows 200 or so witnesses. And he came up and he came up and he said, absolutely none. No collusion. Now, whether is it, is it a close call on whether or not, you know, he tried to obstruct? Maybe, but they've already determined no. Well, but I, a lot of people see that the findings of the Mueller report were uh, was essentially Mueller laying out for Congress what the argument for impeachment would be should they choose to make it. Right. Yeah, and, and people I guess. are saying that he didn't feel like it was up to him to make that determination, that that's a determination that people in Congress should make about whether or not to proceed with the case. But he laid out more or less what their path might be. Well, I think he was more laying it out for the attorney general in terms of whether to um, go forward and, and find him, you know, charge him with uh, obstructing justice. And the attorney general investigated it and said, no, I don't see that. And so that, right, that was the end of it. We, now, if Congress wants to, if Congress wants to, if Congress wants to pick um, up the ball and run, run with it and try and impeach him, good luck.